welcome to By Design with Lynn and Danette. We're so glad you're here. I'm Lynn. And I'm Danette. And we are just two girls who have the desire to encourage the people around us. And that's what you'll hear on our podcast and also find on our website, bydesignpodcast.com. Um, if you head over there, we have links to follow us and subscribe and just all the goods. So yeah, make sure you go over there and check it out. Um, we'll be chatting now and again about our faith and our families and how we believe each of us are made by design. We'll also share our love for interior design, some of the design projects we're working on, and we'll give some design tips for your homes as well. You'll also hear from time to time, we talk to some absolutely amazing guests and today is one of those days. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy that we've been able to interview so many amazing authors and people that are doing their part right where they are. I just have been loving it. So today we mm-hmm. have an amazing author. Uh, she's one of my favorites, actually. She's one of my mm-hmm. all-time favorite authors, um, Kristen Welch. Mm-hmm. Yep. She blogs at um, wearethatfamily.com. So you might have read her books. You might not have. You've probably seen me post. I've reposted her blogs on if you follow me on Facebook or Instagram. Um, she just writes so transparently and encouraging and honest. Like it's just honest, good. Yeah, and she is a sweet soul. Yeah. So it was such a joy to talk to her. But she has two books that are some of my favorite books of all time. My favorite, one of my favorite parenting books is called Raising Grateful Kids in an Entitled World. And I seriously, if you have kids or you are around kids, so that means all of us, <laughs> you should read this book. You know, it's just really good, practical, um, Bible-centered truth about parenting, mm-hmm. you know? And she doesn't for one second say that she's got it all together, but she is just being, again, honest and encouraging, mm-hmm. you know, what she's learned. So um, you guys will love our conversation with her. Today, we are so excited to have the brilliant um, Kristen Welch on our little podcast. So Kristen, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here today. And so you blog at wearethatfamily.com, right? Yes. That's it? it well, um, many of us read that. It's just... Lovely. It really is. You are so easy to connect with. It's just... Absolutely. Awesome. I totally yeah. agree with that. Like, it's just such um, honest, transparent. Your heart is just yeah. so right there. I just, it's so great. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So um, I've been blogging at We Are That Family. Um, it'll be 10 years this year. Actually, wow. Really? Is, <laughs> yes. 2007 wow. is when I started, um, October 2007. So um which makes me feel very old. Aww. I think blog years are like dog years, <laughs> you know, it's like one times seven. So, um, yeah, I've been blogging there almost 10 years and I'm a wife. My husband and I have been married 22 years and I have three kids, um, two teens and a tween. So oh my goodness, a very fun stage of life with them. And, uh, and a dog uh, that has a birthday and, and a dog <laughs> who is one today. And, we're not baking a cake, so oh, that's so great. <laughs> but we love him. Um, yeah, so been blogging, writing. Um, I've done a couple of books, and um, in 2010, our family started Mercy House, which is a nonprofit that works to empower impoverished women around the world. I I discovered you, I think, um, when you wrote Rhinestone Jesus. Okay. That's when I was able to jump on the We Are That Family Kristen Welch bandwagon. So (laughs) (laughs) I read that book and I was just like, I remember crying thinking this woman is like, 
I, I just loved it. Like it really mm-hmm. resonated deep in Thank my, you. in my heart and my soul. And I was just so encouraged by it. And, um, the, the cool thing is for me, I then started reading your blog and I loved it that your blog wasn't like super, super long either. Like mm-hmm. your posts are just, just enough. And, you, and so easy to read. And like, you get the point mm-hmm. across so quickly as like a writer. So how, how long have you been writing? Well, I've wanted to be a writer since the eighth grade, but oh, wow. wanting to be one and actually becoming one, it took a long time. And I probably didn't start, I wrote curriculum um, and really not fun writing um, early out of college, but I didn't really start writing until I started my blog. So I would say 10 years. Wow. And so your blog, when you started too, like, what was that? What was it about? Like, were you blogging just about your family? Cause your kids were probably little then. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was a frustrated writer. I had, um, I, you know, growing up wanting to be a writer, but not really maybe having a story <laughs> to write about. Um, I, I was just frustrated and I went to writers groups and, you know, I thought, well, maybe I'll write children's books because I was a young mom. And, mm. um, but I, I didn't really, it just wasn't the right time and I hadn't found my sweet spot yet. And so mm. I was really frustrated and my youngest was born seven weeks early and we were actually homebound the first six months of our life with um, a heart monitor. She had oh, apnea goodness. and would forget to breathe. And so that oh, really, so scary. it oh, was scary. Good. Yeah. Um, my other older two, um, you know, helped us with a new CPR and it was just a oh my was gosh. That oh. time in our life where we were forced to slow down. And, um, I think the slower we got, I, I really struggled with postpartum and just, mm-hmm. you know, what is my purpose? And my husband brought home a laptop and he, and he said, I think it's time for you to start writing. And oh, so I, bless him. <laughs> I literally started blogging. He actually brought home blogging for dummies too. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and, that's uh, a good husband. Yeah. It was oh. good. And he helped me figure it out. And I started my blog with a little sick baby at home. Oh. So it really was a lifeline for me. I, I've always felt like mm-hmm. other mothers rescued me and mm-hmm. that really God used that little blog to connect me with other mothers. And I just, Mm -hmm. I think I really discovered that I was very passionate about motherhood and moms at that point, Um, Mm -hmm. just because they helped me and then I could in turn help them. And Mm -hmm. it just really became a really great community where I realized I wasn't alone and um, there were other moms behind their computer screens at home with their kids who were struggling with some of the things I was. Mm -hmm. Oh. That's so great. I love that. Yeah, and how and how God uses the struggle, you know, like you were waiting and it just real life happens and um Mm -hmm. and that's what got you yeah, got you got you telling your story though. And you know, for people like us to be able to read someone who can put things like your God given gift of putting words together on in the written form and oh it's so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. How did you come up with um I'm the one who knows nothing yet. So Lynn like shows me your books and they're sparkly and beautiful. And I haven't read them yet. I'm like <laughs> and I, dying. And I tell her, it's so cute. I'm like, I remember when I was reading um, Raising Grateful Kids, I was like boxing. Oh, yeah. I was, I kept boxing my friends after like, I swear every page like, oh my gosh, you guys. Yeah. And I've had that. Um, I borrowed that book from her. I just haven't read it yet. So I, I can't wait. But I read your blog like as you post things. So I was just yeah. curious, like, how did you come up with We Are That Family? Um, You know, I love that. Yeah. I hear it in my head and mm-hmm. I see your face and That's it's so, so perfect. But I, you know, how did that pop to you? Well, as all good names <laughs> come, it came, um, 
in a not so great way. But, you know, when my husband first um, brought home that laptop, I just, you know, I think I named it my name because I didn't know what else to do. But I didn't, that didn't feel like the right fit. And so um, we were actually at the emergency room with my middle child and it was January. So I started that blog in October and was getting my feet wet and trying to figure it out. And in January, about the middle of the month, we went to the emergency room. And what was unique about it, it (laughs) it was the fifth emergency room visit that month. And uh, (laughs) we had all been in the emergency room for different, you know. This sounds like my life. That's a long long winter. (laughs) I mean, it was just crazy. And when we walked through the door, Oh. The the lady didn't even ask for our ID or insurance card. She just was like, "Oh, it's that family." Oh, that's awesome. Oh. And I I remembered my son had knocked his teeth out. He had been swinging in between oh, the couches, no. and so they gave him ice. And we go and sit in the emergency room waiting room so that they can stitch up his lip. And um, I remember thinking, I have spent most of my young years in motherhood judging that family and we are that family. Ah! Oh my goodness. (laughs) So, I mean, like right there in the emergency room, I was like, that's it. We're that family. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. And And, yeah. So just like every other family out there, (laughs) like that has, yeah. Cause I think we all feel that way at certain times, you know, when our toddler's melting down or our teen is slamming their door or whatever, you know, we're just like, ugh. You know, we have those seasons where it feels like, and I'm an introvert, so mm-hmm. I don't like people to, you know, look at me or talk to me or come up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I'm more reserved. It takes me time to put myself out there. So mm-hmm. it was really embarrassing to be that Aww. family. But then I was like, but we're pretty okay too. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, right. yeah, and yeah it's, it's been good. It's funny. When, people can identify, you know? Yeah. And when things like that just keep happening and happening, you you kind of just laugh it off or, you, have you know, to embrace you're, it. yeah, you're just <laughs> like, here true. we go. I mean, here laughter we go. really became yeah. a source of, um, you know, how we processed and healed and, mm. um, and saw God in our lives. Mm. And my kids are really funny. Even to this day, they just crack me up. And so, um, there's definitely humor to that, but even with what God has called our family to do and where blogging has taken us, which Mm -hmm. we're living a totally different life really because of blogging. Mm -hmm. Um, I still feel like that's the appropriate name for us because, you know, um, we all have, I I believe families when God joins a family together or really creates a family, he gives us a unique mission that only we can accomplish. And, Mm-hmm. And so really just owning that and discovering what is our family supposed to do? Why do we live on the street? What, mm. what is our purpose? Who are we supposed to reach? You know, so it, it's a name that has grown, grown with um, our life. I love that. Okay. So I read Raising Grateful Kids and <laughs> girl, I, I don't even know what the right word is, but I was just wanting to high five you like so many times <laughs> throughout reading it. And um, you got to a part, you know, where it was talking about that theology of, you know, train up a child the way he should go. Oh, and yeah. when he is old, he will not depart from it. And I had also heard, you know, that take on it that is, you know, if you tell your kids about Jesus, when they get little, they'll never, you know, when they are old, it's a promise to like, like the wrong mm-hmm, theological right. <laughs> um, writing behind it. So could you unpack a little bit of that? Because you have so much wisdom, just practical, good um, wisdom for raising kids in this world, in this culture here in the West. Um, 
Yeah. That it's just, it's just so needed. You know, I think it was a, it was a breath of fresh air. I felt very vindicated. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. we're not the only ones that are like, (laughs) um, for parenting wise, you know, I just, I just felt so, um, in line with what you were saying. So could you unpack that whole idea that is in your book and in, in your heart? Yeah. So this was actually, the parenting book is probably the hardest thing I've ever done. And um, I think the only comparison that I can really come up with is writing a parenting book while parenting is like writing a marriage book while getting a divorce. Oh. I mean, just very tough because I'm in the middle of parenting. I'm not an expert. I'm in the trenches. I'm figuring it out. And really the entire book is a story of what we, I feel like what we've done wrong and what God has shown us. And so, um, I had a very hard time. Like I can't even just, I mean, writing stone Jesus was hard for me to write because it's a, my broken story and it was very healing though. And Hmm. kind of a gut wrenching thing for me to do, but raising grateful kids was so difficult because I don't know how my kids are going to turn out. Hmm. They are not raised yet. And I don't know if they're going to be right. Wild followers of Jesus, or if we have a wild rebellion horizon, you know? Yeah. And so I felt almost imprisoned with, I agreed to do this. Mm. Um, I had written a lot about parenting, but I did not want people to see me as an expert. And so I just, I struggled and struggled. And um, some, a couple in our life that go go to church with us are, you know, have raised all their kids and their grandparents now. And um, then the husband is, he has like a PhD and he reads the Bible in Greek. I mean, he's just extremely wow. wise. Yeah. Mm. And he knew I was trying to write this book and, and he, his wife came over one day and she said, my husband wanted to give this to you. And it was a study on this passage of scripture about raising up a child in the way he should go. And as I read it and just let it really sink in, it was probably the most um, liberating thing as the mm. parent I've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. And the whole, the whole, the, the true interpretation of that scripture, it's not a promise that if we do everything right, our kids right. will be fine. And that's what we believed as the, you know, big capital C church. Yeah. And what, what it really means is that our kids have a natural bend towards sin, just like we do. Right. Hmm. And if we, train them in the ways of God, we can step into that path that's their natural bend and we can change their course and we can um, lead them to Jesus. But it's not a promise. It's really a, um, a guide that um, we do our part, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, our children have free will and they that's have right a choice to make and um, that choice is theirs. And I think it's, it's so hard to let our kids make that choice. I'm a control freak by nature. And I, you know, when our kids are little, it's so easy or easier to control them because it's so physical and we just put them in a crib and, or, you know, absolutely. And then as they, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Car seat, as they get older, you know, of course we have to, stop doing that as much. And we have to, you know, and it's, it's this progression. And then by the time they're like my kids age, you know, they're, they're their own people and they are finding God in their own way. And it Mm. doesn't look like the way that 
you know, we think that it will. And, um, mm-hmm. and so it, it just was so freeing that I'm going to do what I know to do is right. I'm going to lead them to Jesus, but I can't make them right. accept him. That's really between them and God. And it was really good for me, because, even for my parents. I sat down with my parents mm. because I have a brother who is not a follower of Christ, and it's been so painful mm. for my parents. And being able to walk with my dad through this passage of scripture was so freeing for him because, mm. you know, they blame themselves. And I'm mm. like, well, how can you look at your other kids who are following Christ? Yeah. You know, it's oh, free yeah. will. Yeah. And we just have to pray that, you know, some. If it's not us as parents, someone along the way in their path will interrupt right. their path and, you know, they'll choose on their own to follow Jesus. That's so right. after that discovery, I was able to, it was still hard, but mm-hmm. um, it it gave me what I needed, I think, to to finish that project. Oh man, it was, it was such a great project. So thank you for writing those words. Thank I, you. I really have given that book as like a gift to parents, like on Mother's Day and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, well, everybody you. needs to read this book. It's just so good. Um, and I loved how you you kind of flipped it to the to the other side too, where if you are letting your children, if you never want to train them, like if you're never going to show them um, the consequences and the other things, uh, and you're letting them grow up in the ways that they're naturally bent towards sin, when they're old, they won't depart from that. Like Exactly. That's I, a twofold, um, hmm. really scripture, scriptural principle that... Right. You know, if you don't raise them in the ways of God, you're really leading, letting them you're go in that, that natural bend. You're yeah. training, and it's very hard mm-hmm. to change the course. Um, hmm. You know, it's hard for them to change that course. Although God can do anything, but that's right. I think it's it's so crucial that you know we um, we don't count on or depend on others to do our job as right. as parents. That right. Yeah, they they need us to to lead mm-hmm. them and to be their example, and that's really what that book is about. It's not so much like here's the ten things and you're gonna be grateful mm-hmm. kids, right. because we still, I mean, you know, we're still human over here. Exactly. But it's a, um, mm-hmm. it's really a a challenge and a commission to parents that well, we you, you don't shy away. We from lead that. them like right. you, well, you, like you're very honest <laughs> and transparent about that, and I love how like you say at the beginning of it, like the first thing, if you don't want entitled kids is, are you entitled yourself? Like, mm-hmm. let's look at our own hearts before, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just so important as moms, you know, mm-hmm. we, we need that daily preaching gospel to ourselves. And- right. And it's a real leading, like just um, thinking about parenting. My kids are still little. They're like six and or seven and eight and three now. And I feel like I'm just in our Christian circles, like everyone wants their kids to be saved and be saying a prayer and not just saying a prayer, but you know, it's like, they'll, they'll be like, well, yeah, she, you know, she's saved, but you see like this teenager living this wild life and there's no real desire for Christ. Like I want to show my kids um, just daily how to be broken and find Jesus. And it's not just about, you know, being a Christian it's about really wanting to desire and follow Christ. Mm-hmm. And as parents, like being honest with where those desires are, where our mm-hmm. kids are. Like I always want to be honest with myself about where is their heart, you know, not just wanting to put a label on them and call them safe, right. but get in right. there and, and, and get that heart. Yeah. And be honest about 
where are our desires? Where are theirs? You know, are they seeking and following mm-hmm. Christ and showing them? No, that's good. It's um, it's a journey, and there's no right or wrong answer. And I think I'm still discovering that every season offers a new a new challenge and a new um, man. I have great kids, you know, and I think mm. being in the middle of that, like um, seeing how much room we have to grow and how human and sinful our kids Mm -hmm. can be and how same with us, you know, but then also stepping back and just acknowledging the good things that they do and Mm. the the Mm. Jesus that you see in them. And I've really learned, I think even writing that book helped me um, to practice gratitude as a mother Mm. and see the great kids in front of me because I am so, I'm, I'm just very, um, type a, you know, make a list. This is what we do. This is how we do it. And grace is sometimes the first thing to fly away from that. And, Mm -hmm. and so being able just to, um, be grateful for what God has given me. Mm. I, I feel like I learned that lesson. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's helped me be a better mom because we can always be better, but that doesn't mean right. what we're doing right now and where we are is bad. Right. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we just have to look behind us to see how far we've come. That's great. I love and it. That's a good reminder. That's so great. You just took your kids. You guys just got back from a trip, right? To Yes. Over to three Kenya. weeks ago, um, yesterday, we, we just have been home a couple of weeks from Kenya. I loved yeah, following was, your blog through Thank that you. just the you know the daily interactions and the brokenness and all of that. So how how do you think that's changed your kids that different perspective you've given them? Oh my goodness. Oh, I could write a whole other book about that. Um, uh, would you please? <laughs> <laughs> um coming 2018. Um, you heard it no, here really, first. It is. <laughs> really? Oh, I can't it wait. Is, yes, I'm I'm working on oh, kind of a it's okay. really a part 2 to Rhinestone Jesus and I think oh, kids. So it'll be one book that really is a part two. It's just the oh, best I way to put it. it. Oh, I can't so, wait. Seriously, you just you. made my day. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Well, it's due. it was due May 31st. And then it, life has been so crazy since mm. the fall. So I, I'm turning it in in July. So I'm, I've got to get busy. But um, yeah, it's, it was a, it was an amazing trip. And this was probably our sixth international trip as a family and my husband and I go more often but mm. it, it takes a lot more time money and, and right. oh, energy sure. to take for the sure. kids um it has changed us in a thousand ways mm. um I can't it's I can't even mm. articulate it has changed the fabric of our family and mm. who we are mm. um it's it, it's given us a worldview it's made us more grateful it's broken us into a thousand pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, so how involved, like maybe we need to preface it for our listeners. Um, you have started Mercy House, which yes. um, can you just tell us like yeah. the heart yeah. of that? And it's awesome. So we started it in 2010 and it was a direct response to a blogging trip that I took with Compassion International where I went to Kenya and wrote about poverty in the slum mm-hmm. thinking I'm going to be a voice and tell stories. And I didn't know that God was going to wreck everything I knew about him and Mm. poverty and me. And, um, he just completely has rewritten my story, um, from that, that first experience. So we started, um, Mercy House Global, which funds two maternity homes and a transition home in, uh, on the outside of Nairobi, Kenya. 
And we rescue very poor, very young um, survival prostitutes who mm. were um, have experienced heartbreaking trauma and oppression um, in an effort to survive, just to just mm-hmm. to eat. And so um, we just had our fortieth baby this week, oh, which is super exciting. That's Thank awesome. you. Um, and uh, it's been the hardest thing we've ever done, but mm. it's it's just been beautiful. And so blog readers started supporting us seven mm. years ago, and it's just been this mm. social media love story that has really surpassed anything we could have ever dreamed. Um, a couple of years ago, almost three years ago, we really, um, we had these maternity centers in Kenya, which were run by an indigenous staff there. And um, so everyone on the ground is Kenyan, which is what our, our model oh, is. Oh, I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. And so that's been really amazing to, ha- to do that with our, our Kenyan family who works compassion sponsored children, a husband and wife. And oh. they've, you know, we've, grown together and learned so much together, but they definitely are our kids. And, um, they, uh, they work so hard, but we realized that the homes, we always will have those because of what the world does to girls and it's right. terrible. Yeah. But we really wanted to step into the prevention side of it. How do we keep girls from ever needing to become survival prostitutes. So we really began to focus on job creation and what that would look like. And so we do that through a subscription club called Fair Trade Friday, which we started three years ago. And um, it started small and God has really used this as a vehicle to not only grow Mercy House, but to um, employ women around the world. So we're working with 40 six small groups of women in 25 countries wow. and we're providing thousands of jobs every month. And we have, um, over 3,200 club members in the U S and North America who get mail every month. And it's fair trade product that these women have created. I have actually so, received one of those because I, okay, I okay. bought some and they are beautiful and it's so exciting when it comes in the mail because you don't really know what's inside. Yeah, it's, it's happy mail. It is. And it's, we need a little happy mail with all the bills and yeah. everything else coming in <laughs> and it's beautiful. Like the jewelry and the coffee and I just, I love it all. Good. Well, it's a little bit of everything and what's so amazing about God and the way he writes a story is... It's not only provided jobs for so many women, um, mm. but it's also um, and it's prevented women from having to make very difficult decisions to survive. It is keeping our maternity homes funded, mm. and oh, it's providing cool. jobs for the girls coming out of the maternity homes. So it's just been this really beautiful full cycle, um, you know, where we're able to provide jobs. Um, in every area, you know, mm. in Kenya and then in different countries. And I love it. Oh my goodness. Oh. I, um, I love it. And what's been so neat in the past probably year, um, my kids, especially my older two, um, you know, they've been involved with pretty much everything since the beginning, but, um, and, and they don't know any different. So, you know, the last seven, eight years mm. of their life, we've had Mercy House. And so that shapes you and this is what your parents do. And sometimes it embarrasses them. (laughs) Sometimes it um, inspires them. But um, they, um, my oldest daughter is, uh, 
is about to finish high school and she helps us create a lot of product and she wants really? to go into visual merchandising. And wow. we actually, um, we're opening a second retail store on Sunday, on Easter Sunday. And oh. she and my husband, they designed the whole store. And so Aww. it was very fulfilling to see that come together. And Oh, your mama's um, heart must have just been <laughs> bursting. It's been great. Yes. It's been so neat to see God use her gifts yeah. and because we don't know what our kids are going to be or do. But one thing that um, I've learned, and I'll bring this out, you know, in this next book, but just how um, I think as parents, we, and we, we do it unintentionally, because I know I've done it unintentionally, but we put pressure on our kids, mm. you know, for who they're going to be or what they're going to do. And, yeah. you know, to provide, you know, our sons are going to provide for their family and our daughters are, you know, yeah. and I have done that. And I think I didn't realize that my kids felt this pressure to be world changers mm-hmm. and, you know, to do something big and important. Mm-hmm. And, um, and through just a really heartbreaking story where God showed me really what I was doing that was wrong and how it was affecting my children, especially my oldest. Um, it revealed to me that I don't, it doesn't matter to me what my kids do as long as they do it for Jesus. That's right. And, and being able to really pour that into my kids, it's changed us in such a great way. And it's really given them the freedom to explore who God created them to be. It's not Mm -hmm. about how much money you make. It's not about title. It's not about position. It's not about success. It's about finding your sweet spot. What are you passionate about and what are you good at? Mm. And then giving that to God and in his perfect timing, Mm-hmm. He will take us where we need to go. And, you know, I learned it for myself, but then as a mother, I I wasn't doing a great job of teaching my kids that. And so mm-hmm. just through trial and error and making mm-hmm. a lot of mistakes, um, we're getting into that place where we're seeing our kids in their sweet spot. Oh. And it's it's beautiful and it's encouraging and um it's it's good. Um, So if our listeners wanted to partner with you, Kristen, where should they go? They can go to mercyhouseglobal.org. We have a store, an online store. We have two retail stores now in Texas. Um, We have our monthly subscription club at fairtradefriday.club. We have Teen Mamas you can sponsor, um, Mm. partner with us. A lot of different avenues. um, And then I'm still... Plugging away at my blog, writing when I can, mm-hmm. and trying to share this this great story that God's letting me live. Mm-hmm. I love it. So I I highly recommend listeners, you guys go go. We have all the links to what Kristen's talking about on the bydesignpodcast.com. So you can go there and click and go shopping. Mm-hmm. And um, I do this every year for like teacher gifts. Mm-hmm. It's like a really great spot for teacher gifts for. Um, Mother's Day gifts and Father's Day gifts. And I think it was you guys. You guys had some really cute stuff last year, like the little like earbuds clasp. Yeah. For my, I got some for my husband because mm-hmm. yeah, taco cord. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and we just put um, teacher appreciation items up oh. this week. So you know, for a oh, really perfect. small budget, like five dollars, all the way up to that That's teacher awesome. who's changed your life, you can do something a little more special for her. But Mother's Day, just. You know, we're trying to redeem consumerism and yeah. we're not, I, I, when I first came home from Africa, I was like, don't shop because people are poor and the world is dying. And God was like, no, 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 <laughs> we're, we want people to shop. We just want them to buy right. And right. so Mercy House is a place you can buy right every 
item has a story and a real person attached to it. And you know, like you, you really can see that it's making a difference, you know, that mm-hmm. it's going to real women that are, yes. you know, it's, it's just yes. awesome. I love, I love the whole um, principle that you've done. So how about starting? Thank you. Do you want to open a store up here in Northwest Indiana okay. or near <laughs> Chicago? Hey, we, I, I'm a firm believer in not limiting God. So whatever he hey, wants to do. <laughs> well, listen, you call me, I'll happily open a store. So awesome. It's so great. So sometimes Kristen, when we have um, guests on the show, we, we ask them, you know, about, is there something design wise? Cause we love, you know, how we're all created by design and mm-hmm. um, also that God's given us so much beauty in the world. So what has, what's something in your travels or, at home that's just really caught your eye that you just love that you can get your hands on? You know, I would probably just say the color of hope. Um, Mm. I love, I used to just be very neutral, you know, I loved just black and um, neutral colors to wear and even put in my home sort of maybe more modern. And um, in the last seven years, God has showed me so much through color. Mm. And so um, I love color. I love bright rugs and Mm. pops of color. And we call it the color of hope at Mercy House because when we bring in a traumatized teen girl, um, when she first begins making product, everything is black and brown and gray. Mm. And um, she doesn't have hope. And as she begins to receive love and, and a family, and she begins to see the world differently, the colors change for her. And we can tell when a girl begins believing in herself the really? colors of what she makes changes. Yes. That's and incredible. It, it's profound. Mm-hmm. And so if you walked into my house today, <laughs> it's a rainbow. I mean, oh. it's hopefully, I mean, I, I hope it's a classy rainbow, but <laughs> it is, I, I love color mm-hmm. because it's changed me. I, I have a lot of hope of, um, for these girls and for, for myself and for what mm-hmm. God is going to do and what he's able to do. And so, mm-hmm. um, I just think a a bright mm. pillow or whatever it is. It's there's so much connected to it, and uh, it's more than just a feeling. Yeah, um, for a girl who it loves design and color theory, and just mm-hmm. believing that in a creator who made color and mm-hmm. that it speaks to our soul, man, that's what a this concept is just beautiful. It really is. Yeah, yeah that's. Man, it's like a whole nother book. Okay, take and <laughs> jot that down. That idea uh, though of how they mm-hmm. lose, I had no idea. Yeah, God yeah. speaks through color though too. It, it really does affect our body and our minds yes, and does. even our souls. Look, these girls. That's that's beautiful. I, yeah, I love that. Hmm. Well, seriously, what can you say? <laughs> I know that's just so beautiful. Thank you, Kristen. Thank yeah. you so much for Thank sharing you. and yeah. for your heart and the way God, you're allowing God to use mm-hmm. you for saying that small yes, you know, however yeah. many years ago and just the way God's mm-hmm. blessing that, you know. And that you're taking your family along with you. I think so many mm-hmm. of us separate like ministry and service and it becomes this word ministry and service instead of part of our lives and the way you write and just, you know, sharing your life as, you know, it just, it's a story. It's um, an everyday thing that involves your family. It's not just service. It's like a way to live. And I, I pray that over all of us that, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a separate thing from our lives, our, our yes, service and yes. our loving people, but it's, you know, it's who we are. Yeah. It, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Wasn't that a great conversation? I love her. Yeah. She's so sweet. 
She really is. And, you know, she's just someone who um, is the real deal. She lives the life and it comes from a genuine space in her, her soul. And um, I kind of want to go, like, I'm excited now for our next trip to Kenya because I really want to go visit the Mercy House yeah. houses there and, like, just see it because mm-hmm. I, I agree. It's just, I just can't wait to see it in real life, you know? I mm-hmm. love it. Yeah. Well, be sure to head over to our website and we'll have links there for you guys for her books and her website. And yeah, absolutely. Bydesignpodcast.com. Have a great day. Bye.